The Daily Perspective is recorded live on stereo. All guests are selected at random and the conversation is never scripted. Guests are never censored, so parental guidance is advised. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing, I'm plugged into the matrix. The Daily Perspective. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daily, and um, this week we are getting into it about social media. Um, I don't know why I introduced it like that, but anyway, before we get into the show, let me talk to you. Uh, you like the way that this podcast sounds? You like the way I do my thing? You like the way my vocals sound? Well, what you need to do is... Uh, Go ahead and get you a copy of Reason. You can get a copy of Reason using the link that I put in the show notes. Um, And that will take you to Reason's website where you can get yourself a copy of Reason. Reason is, for me, the premier um, audio software, as far as I'm concerned. I know people like to shout about... um, the one from Adobe and uh, some people use GarageBand and all of this. Listen, I've been using Reason from when I was a, um, a recording artist. Um, I used I use Reason for music production. I use Reason for mastering. You can do the whole damn thing in Reason. And that's why I love it. And you get access to um, a whole bunch of high quality audio tr- audio tools um, that have you sounding great um, have your mix down sounding like it's popping and um, yeah Reason is great, anyway I'm going to stop banging on about Reason other thing I want to do before we get into the show is shout out everyone that's listening on stereo Um, what am I talking about listening on stereo everyone that listened yesterday on stereo shout out to you everyone that is listening on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, I want to shout you out. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform. I appreciate the feedback. The feedback lets me know that I'm doing something right and I can keep creating this good content for you. Anyway, as I said, we are going to be talking about social media. My guest on, or my co-host, should I say, on this week's episode was uh, none other than Miss Fearlessly Free herself, Selena Paris. You all remember her from our previous com- conversation about church hurt. We decided to get together to talk about mental health and well-being uh, because of social media and what it does. Uh, Selena took a break from social media and when she came back, she posted something and you know, it triggered a conversation and we said, you know what, let's do this on stereo, let's record this, let's put it out here for the people. So, that is what we are going to get into right now, my conversation with Miss Fearlessly Free herself. Make sure you check out her podcast, make sure you subscribe and um, I will catch up with you after you listen to what we talked about yesterday on stereo. I'm out. This is... This is our, uh, another crossover episode, but this is a proper it one is. this time. This is a proper it one. Is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proper one, and we're gonna it's gonna go on both of both of our podcasts, so that's gonna be good. Yeah, yes. yeah. 
So I'm excited. Definitely. So what brought yes. this about for you? So what brought it about for me, if I'm honest with you, I'm so I so I have I'm on Instagram, yeah. I'm on social media. I'm, I've got Instagram. I've got WhatsApp. I've got Facebook. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. You know, and I've got Twitter, I've got them all. Do you know what I mean? You know, minus like maybe like TikTok or something like that. And it's cool and all, but I don't know whether it's my age, David, or if it's just just the person that I am. I think it's a bit of both. I think I am very much a person that values the simple things in life and things of substance. I'm not a very superficial person. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm actually like really real and down to earth, you know, and that, you know, I'm very open about, you know, it doesn't matter if I, you know, whatever flaws I have, I'm not, I don't shy away from speaking about them if necessary. You know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that, you know, is thinks that they're above reproach or needs to portray a fake kind of lifestyle. So, because of that, I guess what's kind of, I, I think, I think maybe subconsciously I took a hiatus from social media more so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah mainly um, Facebook and Instagram. And so as a result of that, I, I, I just, life was just easier. And I think also as well, what I find is if I do go on, on Instagram, I mainly am on Instagram, but if I go on there, it's for, banter like there's things that i find on instagram so funny and hilarious make me chuckle make me belly laugh till all eye is all watering you know and me and my friends we have similar senses of humor so you know it's great for us in that way you know you know the bible says laughter is is medicine for like the soul so like you know i like to have a good laugh do you know what i mean so you know i like instagram for that um, and then obviously there are the, you know, the odd few inspirational accounts and people that are, um, you know, have really good inspirational um, platforms and stuff. And they seem really sound, whether it be Christian or not, they, they, yeah. they you know, they've got really good content. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. And I think that's what I kind of gravitate to if I do go on there. But I think because of the type of field that I work in, because I work in social care, you know, um, there's a lot of information and training that I'm exposed to in terms of like therapy and, you know, therapeutic approaches and stuff like that. So, you know, when, and, and working as a social care practitioner, they teach you, um, you know, it's heavily, um, um, I guess, entrenched in re- reflective practice. So, you know, I guess as a professional, I think by, by na- you know, it's, it's become second nature for me now as um, outside of my professional capacity for me to actually, um, you know, self-reflect and yeah. cultivate, you know, an attitude of self-awareness and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things on Instagram where, you know, the self-help stuff and that don't really interest me because i do that on a daily basis anyway do you know what i'm saying so i guess you know and then when i do go on there and i'm seeing a girl twerking or even yesterday like no literally like david like i put up a post saying you know instagram is so dry i'm sick and tired of the pretentious like you know post you know where people got money to their ear or you know girls 
with the um fake breast and the you know that they, they the, the, the um the really small waist that you know that they got done through like some form of body augmentation surgery or process yeah. or whatever the fake bum you know and then you've got the men really perpetuating that whole self-hatred kind of um narrative whereby you know Th their women have to look a certain way which then influences our young kings and queens to then continue with that narrative and that mindset and yeah. cause them to you know have a self-hatred for themselves they think that they're ugly if they don't look like an instagram model like what the hell is an instagram model like do you know what i mean and mm -hmm. and then you've got the people on there trying to you know i think i put up on my post you know people trying to heal but you know they are they're not really going about it the right way. And Instagram is not really the platform to try and get that internal healing that you need. And so, you know, you've got people on there that overshare and, you know, I'm going to the toilet right now. And, you know, I ate three cans of beans today. And this is what I did at 1238 <laughs> in the afternoon. And, and it's just long. And I'm just like, really, is this what we've come to? So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I had a rant <laughs> and it got a lot of, um, a lot of traction actually. Um, and the, I guess the consensus was that people were like, they fully agree and they only are on there for their businesses and they're only on there to promote, you know, things business related and that's it. And then they come off and some people, you know, they also spoke about the algorithms, which I just really can't be bothered yeah, about really, to be honest. Yeah, it's long, it's it's taxing, it's such an arduous task, like, you know, you've got to post at this time, you know, and if you follow this account and comment on that account and engage with this account, then it improves the algorithm and then you'll see more accounts like that. And I'm just like, really? Like, it's too much. So, yeah, yeah so that's, that's kind of it for me, to be honest. That's kind of like what prompted us doing this joint podcast today. <laughs> I'm sick of it, bro. No, I get it. I get it. So I think for me, social media has become, I think that was a, a, t a while back, maybe three years ago. I was probably more mm -hmm. on other things. I bounced from platform to platform. There was a time yeah. when I was super into Facebook. Um, yeah. And that was more because that's where everyone was when I was in the Christian music industry. Mm. So it was a platform to c connect with all the people I knew from around the world who were in Christian music. And then it was a platform I could use to promote music. But then I could also talk to old school friends and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So I was kind of into it. Then I realized my pet, I had over 500, 600 friends. And there was the, the majority of them were random people, and I didn't know who the hell they were. And I was getting all this yep. nonsense content, and I got I just got irritated by it and yeah. stopped using it. So I switched to Instagram, and then Instagram became more of a. Um, I think I I fell into the whole. I don't want to say oversharing because it wasn't oversharing, but it was and it wasn't superficial because i've never been a superficial person uh, it was it was trying to put off an image that wasn't really me yeah it was it was trying to 
it was trying to present this guy that always seemed to be fun and happy and doing all of this good stuff. But really and truly, it wasn't a truly true reflection of me. So eventually I got bored of it. I got bored of Instagram. I thought, screw this, but I'm still on it. But I don't post as much. Then when I started yeah. the podcast, I started to post a bit more. And But like you, I can't be bothered with the algorithms. Um, most of my page is full of trainers or sneakers. Let's call them sneakers. Full of sneakers, yeah. full of... Um, and full of, it's just, and food. It's stuff that yeah. I enjoy looking at. Um, I like comedy, so I get a lot of comedy. But I don't try and curate my page to make it pop up on certain things. I post inspirational scripture because that's who I, that's what yeah. I'm about. I post about my podcast because that's what I'm about. And I might disappear off Instagram for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then pop back up a few weeks later, but mm. I'm not here. I'm not sitting here trying to constantly promote myself or push a, a certain narrative because of Instagram, because I'm, I'm at a point where social for me, social media, like you said, you get all the same content over and over and mm -hmm. over and over again. I'm in. So being a personal trainer, I, I follow a lot of fitness accounts. Yeah, but I don't want to see the sorts of I don't agree with with the content that a lot of fitness professionals put up because they try and promote a certain body image because that is what sells because that's what people are attracted to as you, yeah. as you said that's the Instagram body they want the Instagram baddies and all of that nonsense whereas I subscribe to your body has a natural center and if you mm -hmm. eat right. And if you exercise, your body will gravitate to its natural center and stabilize at that weight. Yeah. You may not be genetically predisposed to having a six pack. All of these things are genetics plays a massive part in, in how we look. Mm. But you get this message of social media that makes you think you can look a certain way. And if you don't look a certain way, then you're made to feel as though it's your, you know, you're, you're below, you're below average or you're not up to scratch. And that's where the damage starts to happen to, so, to your, to people's mental health because they're yeah. constantly feeding themselves with these same images that are promoting a, a, a mad perspective of, of what they should be like or how they should look. And it's not even true. Yeah. So that's what got me. But I find social media super irritating at times because I just think a lot of people are on there lying. Lying and pretending, pretending they're living a certain lifestyle when we all know they're not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what I put on my post um, the other day when I was ranting, I just I, I said that I feel like it's 99% false. It's so pretentious. And then literally the next day, which was, what, yesterday, there was this post of... Um, for this it was a photo shoot for a fitness i think it was like for a fitness brand or something like that and you could see you could see um the lady that the model so the model was there she must have been in the leggings or whatever brand she's you know she's she's modeling and she had um staff putting fake bum cheeks into in, in into, <laughs> the, into the leggings and i just said look at that 
Like, yeah. this, this, this is what I'm talking about. And so the thing about it is, is for me, we are in the height of a pandemic. Yes, we're coming out and, you know, lockdown is, is lifting and so on and so forth. But we've just come out of, or we are coming out of the most unprecedented time that any of us will probably ever see in our lifetime. Do you understand? Yeah. And that has heightened mental health issues. Yeah. And I, I, I work in I work in the um, social care field and, and the young people that I work with, then you know, some of them, quite a lot of them actually, their mental health has declined. And that's just the children, how much more so the adults. And so you know mm. you you've got this false narrative of, you know, just put up, you know, a picture of yourself with the filter, put up the picture of yourself with the fake bun bum or you know with the boyfriend that you know that you're saying that you love your man cross monday but then we also know that domestic violence has increased significantly yeah. during this time and we also also we also see and we've seen it for ourselves when accounts like the shade room and the shade borough put up accounts you know put up posts about couples that we thought were ride or dive till the wheels come off and the woman says you know he abused me for however many years and i was subject to, to domestic violence or or the man says you know she cheated on me for how you know look at the Derek jackson scenario yeah. just the other day do you understand what i'm saying and it sickens me because i'm like you know it's almost as though and one of my friends commented on my post and she said selena we live in an avatar world this is an avatar world and I didn't sign up for an avatar world um, life, um, David, because my life is very real. The, the experiences that I have from a day-to-day -day basis are very real. The thoughts and feelings that I have are very real. So rather than trying to escape them um, by, you know, through platforms or avenues that create, um, you know, a form of falsehood and fantasy, I'm of the school of thought whereby, you know, you sit in those feelings. This is how you feel. You confront those feelings. You ain't got to be sitting down and being miserable or down or depressed, you know, for weeks and months on end. But it's OK to actually acknowledge that this is how I feel today. And maybe I need to call a friend or, you know, call someone that I can pray with. Me being a Christian, you know, someone that I can pray with or, you know, um, or, you know, speak to a counsellor or whatever the case may be and say, do you know what? You know, a problem shared is a problem half. This is how I'm feeling today. Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than going, going on to a social media platform and sitting down on there, you know, another friend said to me, it's a time stealer because it, it, it really is a time thief in the sense that you can be on Instagram or whatever social media platform for hours on end and not get anything, you know, not get anything yeah. at all. But you've just you've just lost what two to three hours. Some people can be on it for five hours. I've had, like my young people. Oh my gosh, they're on it for ages, and you've lost all that time doing what? You know, and 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 Damn you've just yeah, just sucked into a world of fantasy, and I'm just like, is this total recall? Because I'm like, I'm struggling out here. You know, yeah. and it, it, for me, I don't subscribe to falsehood. I don't subscribe to, you know, um, this whole lifestyle of let me rent clothes um, to look good for the gram or let me buy clothes and, and possessions on, on credit 
or payday loans or whatever, just so that I can look for good for the gram. I don't, I don't live my life for likes. Mm. I live my life to enjoy. I live my life to, you know, to learn and explore and discover, you know, the world that I live in. I live my life to share it with the other people that I love and, you know, the, the new people that I'll meet and, and stuff like that, you know, and I live my life to better myself and to learn from my mistakes as I go along. You're not going to get those, those real life authentic experiences if you're trapped in the world of Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform it is, you know? Yeah. You're trapped in the matrix. Let me, Ma I'm going to play some of the comments and then I'll come back and explain what I mean by that. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. There are no sneakers. It's just trainers. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Sugarcane. Oh my God. Oh my God. For a fitness instructor, there's a lot of gas here. I know fitness instructors give a lot of it anyway, but oh my god, gotta turn it down, bro. Okay, this guy's a troll. Hey then, guys, just ignore my last comments. I've had a few glasses of wine. By the way, I love the fitness instructors. I love the fitness, and that's for the girl talking about the woman's buttocks. Yeah, you're you're right. Women, they, they talk. All that business is just—it's no good. Do you know what I mean? It's all this catfish business. Yeah, I prefer the natural look. So uh, both of you keep it real and respect. Okay, thanks, Sugar Cane. Because I thought Sugar I Cane. Thought you were catfishing us <laughs> or, or trolling us or whatever. But no, I appreciate appreciate the comment. Let's see, CC. Shout out to you, fearlessly free, and I daily hope you're both doing good. Just start swipe by and show some love to you both. Thank you, oh, bless you. So, what I was saying about the whole matrix thing, um, it was just, it just kind of came to mind when you were talking about it. If you're constantly plugged in, if you if you remember in the matrix, that the, the the sort of the premise of that was that mm -hmm. it created this artificial world where you know you kind of just lived out your existence, but it was using your your life force as like a battery to power itself. Yeah. And that's kind of what all of this is, isn't it? That you know, you're you're constantly plugged into social media and it's draining and sucking out your oh. most valuable resource, your time, and it's using your energy to power itself and grow, but you're getting nothing out of it and your 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 life force is just continually being sucked out of you. That's what it's yeah. like. Because you got all the, like you said, you got people stunting for the gram. You got people buying for clothes to take the tags off and then re return the clothes to the store. Yeah. After they take some pictures. Why? Because they want to impress a few people. You mm. got people posing next to other people's cars or, God forbid, putting themselves in some serious financial hardships to buy a car to impress someone because they think it will help them grow their status and become yeah. an influencer on the the hopes that it will make them some money. And then when it doesn't and the whole influencer thing doesn't pan out, they're depressed. Yeah. Because they thought it was a surefire thing. They thought it was guaranteed. Unfortunately, nothing in this world is guaranteed. Yeah. All you have, like you said, is the efforts, the, the, the results of your work and what you put in. 
And yeah. if I were to keep it biblical, the Bible does say everything is vanity upon vanity. Mm. And the thing is, when you don't realize that, when you when you don't realize that what you're chasing is just vanity, you spend your energy in the wrong ways. You spend the ren your energy in the wrong places. Whereas, uh, you know, in the, it, it says that in in that scripture that um, it's better to enjoy your life and enjoy enjoy good times and laughter and friendships and all of those things. The the simple, as you said, the simple pleasures in life. And that's the bit that people miss. They spend yeah. so much time trying to create this persona on um, social media that they miss out on the real experiences of life. They miss out on the real people. They miss out on an opportunity to make a real friend. Whilst you've got your yeah. nose down in a phone, um, that real friendship passes you by or dwindles because you're trying to impress some digital friend that doesn't even, who's probably a catfish. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing as well. Like the social media world is, I, I guess when it comes down to, you know, putting up things on, you know, posting things for likes and stuff, who, who is liking those those posts because and i'm i'm a firm believer in that you know you attract who you are so mm. if you're insecure and you're seeking validation and you're a people pleaser then you're going to attract other people who are seeking validation from others people pleasers and who are insecure you know and the yeah. moment that someone who is secure and self-assured, you know, comments on your on your post to maybe say, look, do you know what, sis, you know what, bro, that post is cool and all, but you you don't have to, you know, show your flesh every single time you put a post up and then they get offended, you know, because it kind of that kind of taps into the fact that they haven't pleased someone. And if you're constantly seeking to people please, the moment that you get what you interpret as a negative comment or a negative response, you then go on the defense and start to attack. When sometimes you're actually pulling down the wrong people, you're pulling down people who actually have maybe developed on from where you are, from a place of insecurity to, you know, um, good and healthy self-esteem and, and where they are self-assured and they're able to maybe share a, a, a little nugget of wisdom here or there to say that, do you know what? You don't have to display your, you know, shine your light in the way that you do, in a way that will attract negative responses or, you know, a certain type of response, which could be, you know, just men that are just, or, or females that are just lusting after you. They don't really want to know your, you know, how your brain ticks or how your mind works. They just, they just see the superficial, the exterior, and that's as far as it goes. When we know in the real world, you know, any kind of relationship you have, whether it's platonic or whether it's a, or whether it's a romantic relationship, there needs to be depth to whatever kind of relationship you have. So for me, I kind of question, you know, what do the likes do for you? What, 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 who are you seeking likes and validation from? Because at the, I can guarantee at the end of that phone, the person that is like that picture has probably tapped into something 
um, that in you that they have it within themselves. Does that make sense? I hope I'm yeah. kind of yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. People of like mind attract each other. Yeah. So if you're going to attract someone, if you if you're out there seeking validation, you will attract someone else that's seeking validation. And as you said, the thing that connects you, there is always a, everyone has to have a common ground. Everyone has to, yeah. there is a li- um, alignment. That's all it is. And that's what the algorithm look for. You know, it's, it's yeah. mad that um, I'm going to read some stats in a minute, but it's mad that people wonder why young women who struggle with bulimia and all of these things see images that are triggering for their mental condition. Well, the images that they look at because of what they're struggling with will relate to the things that trigger those, their problems. So um, put, put, put simply, if I struggle with bulimia and I'm, I want a, I have an issue with my body image, I'm going to be looking on Instagram for pictures that fit the body image that I aspire to. That's right. When you start doing that, the algorithms kick in and it links. And we had this thing, um, for those who are familiar with kind of statistical modeling and all of that stuff, you have a neural network or you can, or um, that, that's probably, yeah, yeah, you could go with neural network, but you have, if you imagine like a spider's web, you've, yeah. got, your, you've got your core item in the middle, the body image. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The algorithm is going to then say, well, what relates to what is closely linked so let's call it your first degree of separation. What is closely linked to body image? Ah, food. I'm yeah. going to show images of this kind of food and that kind of food. Triggering problem because it then says, well, the reason, the reason you look the way you look is because you're not eating what these people eat. Now, that might not even be what these people eat, but the algorithms are kicking in. Then it goes to the next layer and the layer after that. And you just keep getting, it gets compounded. So their feed gets, they get all of this, all of these triggering images in their feed. And then we wonder why suicide rates are up within young girls. Bulimia rates and anorexia rates are up amongst young boys and young girls. Let's not talk about as though it's just young girls that have a problem. Yeah. Um, We've got depression up um, over 50, 60% from where it was five, six years ago. Yeah. This is all down to what we allow kids to consume. And, Mm. you know, they get images fed in, not just, and and, sis, it's the whole fact that you don't get this. If you remember when we were kids, when you got home, if you were being bullied, yeah. When you got yeah. home, your home was a safe haven. Yeah. Because no one could reach you unless they had your landline number and no one was brave enough to call someone's landline number because that's that's it. Yeah. parents would hot them up. So you, when you got home, you had respite from all, all of your stresses. Precisely, yeah. 
Yeah, so when until, you do, and, yeah, until the next day, you know. Yeah, but now social media, they're bothering you whilst you're at school, whilst you're on your way home from school, whilst you're at home, whilst you're sleeping, because people wake up to a ton of messages, then whilst mm. you're on your way to school, whilst you're back at school, it's non-stop. Yep. And the suicide rate is just going up due to cyberbullying. Who would yep. have thought that we would have had such thing as cyberbullying when we were playing our Super Nintendo and Mega Drive all those years ago? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yep. crazy. And I hear madness of people saying, oh, well, you know, just put the phone down. Just tell them, you know, they just got to put the phone down. And I, when I hear people say that, and I'm like, you're saying that as an adult. And even adults struggle to put the phone down. You yeah. think about when someone's pissed you off. You, your mind is going yeah. 100 miles an hour thinking, oh, I should have said this to them. I should have blasted them this way. I should have done yeah. this. I should have done that. Now, you imagine a child that's getting bullied. They, yeah, of course, they, they're part, the rational part of their brain is telling them to put... The, the phone down but that part of the brain is not as developed as the as the part of the brain that's struggling to process the emotion that's coming yeah. before the bullying so that voice is a lot louder that they oh my gosh what's what does this mean for me what what are people going to think about me tomorrow oh everybody's going to be anxiety kicks in everyone's going to be laughing at me when i get yep. to school tomorrow all you can't put the phone down when all of those things are running through your brain yeah and that's the bit that that it, it just it pisses me off when i hear adults saying oh just the kids should just put the phone down you forget yeah. what you were like as a child when you were anxious about something exactly because yeah. yeah. i think as, as a child you don't have the level of confidence that you do that you do that you know that you develop or acquire when you're like reaching your 30s and stuff like that or for some if you're fortunate enough you know in your 20s do you know I what i'm saying you, I, I promise you that there that, that a lot of these adults that are out here fronting and saying put the phone down haven't even developed that level of confidence exactly <laughs> a lot of these people are not even willing to be vulnerable to themselves Come on. Or willing to be vulnerable to anyone else. So really and truly, until you learn to be comfortable in your own skin and and comfortable with being, as I said, vulnerable to yourself, saying, actually, these are my flaws. These are my, my uh, weak areas. And I don't care who knows about them because they make me human and they are part of who I am. Till you yeah. get to that point, of course you're going to react in a way that's damaging to your mental health because yep. your adolescent brain is still taking, is still controlling the situation. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple. It is that simple. But the, I think, um, where do you stand on, on what people say about the, the companies doing more in terms of taking responsibility for stopping some of these negative images or stamping out some of the bullying. Like for for example, where did you stand on the whole Twitter thing with the way Piers Morgan was going after Meghan Markle on Twitter? Yeah, so I think that I think that he doesn't know what's going on in her head. 
So I I think for him to make such a a a bold statement and say that, you know, um, I think, what what did he say? He, he, I think he said he didn't believe that she was um, suicidal or it was just, it was as bad as she kind of made out. Um, if like, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember now. It was a couple, that was what, about two months ago now? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think for me, when it comes down to mental health, particularly now that we're in a time where it's, it's um, being, you know, it's, what's the word I want to use? When it, where it's allowed now, I guess where the, the, t- the taboo is being peeled back. It's being peeled yeah. away and people it's are allowed to actually, yeah, it's normalised and people are allowed to actually say, do you know what? I'm having a really crappy day today and I actually feel like I want to end my life. And they're yeah. not looked at as though, you know, they need to be stoned and, you know, admitted to the nearest uh, mental hospital. And I, and I, and I feel like, you know, being that we are in a, in an an age whereby men, you know, speaking about mental illness and your mental health is being normalized. I think he was wrong for, um, commenting he's not a he's not a mental health practitioner so therefore he he was he you know he was not in the he's not the best placed per- person in in position to actually say well i think this that and the third about her mental illness i yeah. think that the way i think the very force behind his attack and i use that word i use that word um specifically because i do feel that his approach was very much on the attack um, attacking Megan um, and almost to the point where it, I kind of felt like he was trying to defame her character. It made me feel as though, you know, there's something more to it. And I felt as though, you know, um, you know, I, I, I don't know whether what Alex Beresford had said was correct in that. Oh, there, there was. was. There was some kind of history between them and he, you know, this was his opportunity to kind of, you know, get her back as it were. But I really felt as though his um, his narrative and his accusations were very much fueled by some, some kind of resentment or unresolved was, issues between him and her. I'm going to keep it 100, yeah? Yeah. Um, forgive my choice of language here, but... yeah. Piers was looking pom pom from Megan Markle because no, no. Listen, he took her to a bar, tried to try to ply her with drinks, bought her drinks or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, he bought a. He, he came onto Jonathan Ross and said, "Oh, we were drinking in a bar and we were having a good time and laughing or whatever." And then I put her in a cab, not knowing that that at that cab she was in that cab that I put her in, she was going to a party and that's where she met Prince Harry. And then he was he was peed, and he was oh, peed really? because he tried to chirps, and she weren't having a bar of it, and he locked her. She locked him off, and never spoke to him again. But that's her prerogative. Exactly. You were. She was probably cringing the whole time while you. She was at the bar with you, wondering how she could get away. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. You read the situation wrong, and then you pro- now you now you're feeling some type of way. Listen, you're yeah. the one that's married with with kids. Why are you looking a young girl? Yeah. What what were you looking for? 
what were you what exactly were you expecting to happen and if yeah. it was just a friendship thing then why are you so mad yeah so for me he and then when he said the thing about oh i don't believe her about um suicide thing i was vexed i'm not even gonna front i was vexed because having been having being someone that's had suicidal thoughts mm. yeah no one knows how you are feeling when you are in that frame of mind and because you don't even know that you're in that frame of mind sometimes precisely precisely so i used to say things like oh um i wish i could just drive my car into a wall or yeah i used to be like driving home and thinking oh if i if i just drove and 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 it's and this is the bit that that people don't get sometimes a suicidal thought is not as it's not you saying i'm going to i want to kill myself when you start saying things like oh i wonder what would i wonder if anyone would miss me if i just yeah, disappeared yeah, and yeah. never came back it's as simple as that saying that you say i wonder if people would miss me if i never came back that is a suicidal thought yeah so when you don't understand the frame of mind that people are in and you have no right to comment and say whether you believe someone or not how mm. dare he that he doesn't believe that she was she was that way she was feeling that way you weren't there yeah and the i can't even imagine the pressure that she was under in that place because i exactly. know fact that they were moving sideways in there treating her all kinds of way they would have been treating her some nasty kind of ways i'm not saying a man maybe not the queen and or prince philip or whoever but the staff would have been treating her a kind of way because they yeah. would have been like how who are you to be in why are you here yeah because white privilege believes that it doesn't matter whether you're half white half black or half white and half white the, the fact is if you're not pure white you don't be, they don't believe that you belong precisely people, not, people might not acknowledge it and want to say it but when you dig deep and you really ask some of the questions that's why people get vexed when they get when certain black people are doing certain things or when certain non white um status are in particular acting roles because why are you getting so vexed about the the fact yeah. that someone yeah. a black man might be James Bond because you don't believe he should be black that's right yeah yet you are happy for Ian Fleming to be sitting up in the caribbean and and someone else's country writing the stories yeah let's let's call a spade a spade yeah it is what it is and this is where this is part of the problem for triggering mental health issues especially on social media because now people think that they are helping when they share all their black lives matter videos of and or whatever let me not I'm not singling out black lives matter but you you understand because that's what's relevant to me that's what I'm going to talk about because yeah, we've got yeah. Asian hate at the moment as well but exactly yeah when you're yeah. sharing videos of a black man being treated a particular way 
I'm sorry, you are triggering mental health. Yeah, 100%. It's traumatic. It's traumatic. Yeah. But people don't want to acknowledge that. Oh, it's just oh, it's just social media. No, put trigger warnings. All of yeah. these things should have trigger warnings. People should be able to know that they can step away from it and not be triggered. Precisely. Yeah. 100%. It's mad. Mad. I'm, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by what we, what we're exposed to on social media nowadays. Yeah. Just people, I think people just have no shame. Like, I, I think the oversharing bit, oversharing, let me see, why do I feel about the oversharing? What would you class as oversharing? I know you said like people that, that the ones that are sitting on the toilet say, Yeah, I'm sitting on the toilet right now and all of that. But what, what would you really class as oversharing? I think um I don't know, this I guess maybe for some people they might think I'm being maybe a bit OTT because but I'm um obviously you know me, so you know that. I'm quite a private person, really. <laughs> so yeah. my social media is not flooded with, you know, my day-to-day. -day. Um, yeah. I feel that that is unnecessary. Even as an influencer, you don't have to document and share everything. This isn't, this isn't your diary. This isn't your journal. Um, and I think when you've got, you know, I, I, I actually get agitated when I go out with my friends and they have to record every single or take a picture or do an Instagram boomerang um, of the meals or the drinks that we're drinking. And I just want to tuck into my food and enjoy the moment, enjoy their company. And they're like, Oh no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Like, let's just do it. And I'm like, seriously. <laughs> and you know, they do it for every single um every single um what's it called uh, just completely they, they they do it for every single um part of the the meal so like the, the yeah you know the starters, the starters the and, yeah. i'm just like i'm just like no and every time a drink comes out they want to and i'm just like no nah, you, are you for real you know and then you've got people that you know they're really upset and they're crying because their partner's broken up with them um or you know a pet has died or um you know various different things and then they're on instagram and they are yeah, talking they're just talking about you know you know and they and, and they're sitting down there and they're bawling and lip crying the living eye water and sometimes i think to myself are you doing that because you're really upset or is this the or is this the appropriate time for you to be doing that? Maybe you should be posting when you're a little bit more composed and you've had a bit of time of reflection and had a had had a different outlet. Or are you actually doing it because you want attention and you want all the there there's? And I also think another type of sh oversharing is when people put up, you know, um, when they they for example they might put up, you know, all men are dogs. And I can't mm. trust no man. Rare, rare, rare. And then <laughs> under the co in the comments, you've got people saying, oh, hon, is everything all right? Stay strong, <laughs> babe. Is everything okay? I'm here for you. 
and they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Or, or they might say, I'll oh, stay out of my business. Or it's that whole thing of like, I don't understand why you've just put that up there. Like, I, yeah, why did I you post it? Why did you post it? Like, you clearly want a response. Yeah. So you're having a bad day in your relationship. You put up all men are dogs. And then tomorrow in the evening, it's, oh, I love my partner so much. And he's amazing. I can't take you seriously then, babes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I remember falling for that back in, and because I am quite a caring, conscientious person, when I've got falling for it too, yeah, when I've got certain friends that put up there, oh, all men are dogs, and rare, 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 and he's cheated on me, and boom, 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 and I personally believe relationships are sacred. So you are going to have ups and downs. I've got no yeah. issue. I don't have any judgment if a person decides to, you know, reconcile with their partner who's cheated on them. You know, I don't have any judgment for that. Obviously, if they're doing it 500 times and you're still taking them back, then that's a different conversation. Do you understand? Yeah. But if they, if they, if they are sincere and contrite, and repentant about, you know, um, about the mistake that they've done and you've decided to take them back. I'm not going to judge you on that. However, what I have an issue with is you putting it out there on, on social media saying, oh, bun, bun this and bun that man and all oh, men are dogs and, and bun this and whatever. And then tomorrow, oh, I love my man. But then we've just spent all of two hours consoling you in the comments. I've got an issue with that. And that is what I think is oversharing because I feel as I firmly believe that relationships are sacred and they are private. And I'm not saying that you should keep everything in your relationship a secret. Obviously, if there are things that you are struggling with, particularly if people are in, um, you know, domestically abusive relationships and things like that, then definitely, you know, you need to have trusted friends who can support you and, and advise you and guide you. I'm not saying, you know, um, that you don't speak to friends about maybe some of the relationship struggles that you're going through, but to put it out into the ether on the World Wide yeah. Web, I've got issue with that. But that comes back to that famous saying, isn't it? There's a time and a place. Yeah. And I always, I always look at that and say, if... If you can go back to an Instagram post or a social media post a few a few months, a few years later and, and still think, yeah, I'm cool with that, then cool. Yeah. But most of these people that overshare will go back to a post and be like, oh, I, sh I need to delete that. Oh, exactly. That. And like you, I'm a private person. I don't post yeah. my kids. I don't post my kids on social media. Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't post my wife on social media. Not because I'm trying to hide her because she's got her own account. And I might tag her in a post. But you won't catch me posting pictures of me and her because she doesn't post pictures of herself. So why should I post pictures of her? Yeah. You know. And two, I don't know who the hell looking at my profile. So... I don't want I don't want everyone just looking at my I don't mind them looking at the stuff that I'm happy to share like that's why I share food that's why I share trainers that's why I share yeah. things I'm interested in but my personal life no I keep private because 
cray cray is out there and come on exactly in my life yeah i don't need that and and people wonder why oh i've got someone stalking me someone's because you posted everything about your life on social media precisely i went went on holiday my house got robbed because you overshared exactly like even when even just to touch on that i've got a couple of friends where you know if we go out or if they go out you know they they post on you know facebook as i think instagram has got it as well where you know it it says just checked into mcdonald's or just checked into saturday bar brixton really and i tell my friends do not do that when you're with me you know because they like to tag me I've got one friend in particular, David, who likes to, who likes to, hey, I'm with, I'm with Selena and we've just checked, no, you bloody well ain't, no, you ain't, love. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Love not. I'm at my house as far as anyone else is concerned. I'm at my ass, love. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. Do not tag me. Yeah, don't tag me. (laughs) Checking your I hate that. I hate that. I'm just like, can, can you not just go somewhere? Where, like, for me, what, where, what was life like when we had the Nokia 3210, please, and we were just playing Come Snake? <laughs> like, seriously, do you know what I'm saying? And I'm yep. not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, social media isn't a good tool, but I just feel like, just like every other good thing out there in the world, us as human beings, we have perverted it and corrupted it. Yeah, some people shouldn't be allowed to have social media. Oh my gosh, some people they need to just throw away their whole phone and revert <laughs> back to the telephone, like the home telephone line. You know, like that. Like you can O two O eight me. You do not deserve an O seven nine number, please and thank you. You know, like that. Like yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't need to see that you've just posted. Um, you know, your, your, um, what's it? Your chicken katsu at Wagamama's. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I <laughs> actually don't care. So unless I'm a chef and, you know, you're posting it because you're a chef and, you know, you're, you know, that's, that's what your interest is. But if you're a flipping fireman and you're just posting, <laughs> flipping chicken katsu here and your McDonald's breakfast there and, you know, you went to Legoland here and you went to Tesco's <laughs> and you went to go and buy a block of cheese there, I've got issue with that. Because you're... Yeah. I don't understand. And you're not getting paid for it. This isn't, this isn't reality TV. You ain't got cameras, you know, <laughs> following you around. You ain't got a contract. They ain't giving you a deal. You're actually... You know, on all three in the waitrose, taking a picture of you picking up the, the cheese off the shelf. I've got issue with that. That's but that's why they that keep private the accounts. Make it make it them account private. Oh my <laughs> god! With your friends and family, in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we got someone in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally only clicked onto this for like 15 seconds. I don't know what time you're going to play this at, but um, I'm laughing already. Absolutely pushing myself. Uh, fearlessly free, you're hilarious. But uh, you're right. Like, it's this need to feel validated that you're out with friends. Like, I've got one friend who literally never posts anything. He is still on social media, but he never posts anything. He never tags anything. But, like, 
it's so refreshing because whenever you actually meet them and you're like, oh, what have you been up to? You don't already know. You know, it's like a hundred percent nearly of people that you have on social media. You're like, oh, I know oh, they got a new car. I know what she had yes. for dinner last night. I know what he drank yeah. in the bar two days ago. You know, when I, you meet up with friends and they constantly do that and there's the conversation's dead because you're asking them things that you already know, pretending that you don't know them. Uh, it's just mad. Like it's, it's, it's seriously destroying our society and I could definitely yeah. go away into that for hours about how it's doing that's madness <laughs> love yeah. that thank yeah, you Irish boy, Irish boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to touch on what Irish boy said I think he's onto something there in that it is damaging our society because when I think about you know, like you and me, David, we are eighties babies, yeah. Yeah. And I think anyone that is, I can't keep up with the whole generation Z X. I don't, I can't remember what generation we are, but anyone that is eighties and bef- any any and before that, so it's like seventies, sixties. You know, you find that we are more, and maybe you know, uh, some people from the nineties and the two thousands that are born in those eras can kind of chime in and maybe correct me. I'm not above reproach here, but you find that people from our era, we're more wholesome. You know, we're coming from the whole latchkey kids era, you know, where we didn't have, you know, the PlayStation and yeah. um, the Xbox and things like that. You know, if I wanted to go out and play with my friends, you know, the, the maybe the things that we had was maybe like a scooter. I remember having this blue, beautiful metallic purple scooter, you know, and I also had my bike. And, um, you know, but also as well, if we wanted to kind of switch it up and make it, you know, zhuzh it up a bit, we, you know, we'd um, flipping get some chalk and draw out the flipping hot, hopscotch on the pavement. And that would be, you know, that was, that was us. But yeah. then you've got, you know, and, and with that, and with that, it, it, it really cultivates and develops your imagination and your creative mind and stuff. And, you know, we would read books and, you know, we would, you know, th- there was so much more to life then and and you know the 90s children and the 20 2000 children will say you know it was boring because we hardly had anything but there is so much more substance we are able to have conversation with others we are able to you know converse converse you know converse with people from different walks of life we are able to you know build and create things outside of i guess the virtual realm you yeah, know have you seen kids of this generation hanging out? So yeah, they're, they're just got, together I've on got, their phones. Yeah, I've got, I've got, fifteen-year-old, twelve-year-old, and when you see them hanging out with their friends, they're all in the same room, and everyone's just on their phones. Precisely. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> this is what hanging out is now. All right. Precisely. Can you imagine doing that when we were growing up? It's like. My parents would have grabbed that phone and for for it so exactly. far out the window. Oh my days! This is what I, I'm saying, yeah. and I just think to, you know, I, and I remember things like you know, if you go to the dinner table and you're sitting down with family, family time was really family time, you know. And I've got I've got a sister who was born in the early nineties, and you know, for her to sit at the table with us, it's just like, oh, do I, you know, do I have to really do that and like she's almost 30 do you know what i mean and yeah. like she's constantly on her phone and if you call her it's just like oh i was just doing something on my phone and i'm like babes like 
you know, I'm not I'm not going to be here forever, and neither are you. Let's let's you know let's enjoy our relationship as as sisters. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mum wants to spend quality time with us, and you know, and you're just sitting down there on your phone, and it's just like. And she doesn't get it. She thinks that sitting down talking is boring. Sitting down watching a movie is boring. But, you know, to those of us who were born in like the 80s, the 70s, you know, that's that's priceless to us, you know? Yeah, that is. That is. I'm going to play the comments and then I'm going to make, I'm going to say something because you just, you just triggered something. Give me a second. Yeah. So, yeah. Our, hey, it's Irish boy. Let's see what he's got to I'm say. so glad that I am not this generation and Z or whatever the hell they call it um, born in 1986 obviously a lot younger than you two if you were from the 80s uh, from the 80s born in the 80s Jesus if you time travelled but um, I so 1986 never had a phone until I was in like second year um, of school which I would have been like 14 um, you know wasn't surrounded by all these bullshit apps TikTok, Facebook and all the rest of it I had Bebo um, but anyway I'm slightly going off track on what my point was going to be my main point is right nobody talks anymore and do you see the yeah. first person who commits suicide in the friend group I've seen this all too often they put up and they say you should have called me I'm only one call away but I don't know if yeah. the two of you have seen this mass influx of hate toward people calling them on, on social media all these memes that are put up that are saying like you know uh, what, you always had this one friend you're, you're messaging them and the next thing they call and it's like this meme to be like don't ring me the very same people who put that up will be the first person to say oh you should have called me I, I'm only at the other end of the phone but then make fun yeah. of people who ring. There's there's this thing now called like um I don't know, something like phone call anxiety or something like that. That people yes, yes. are now scared to accept the phone call. What yes. is this? Wow. Yes. Do you know what? Yes. David, David, Irish boy. Yeah, Irish boy. He is talking. He's really raising some good points. Yeah. David, say, say what your point is, and then I'm going to touch on what you said about the phone okay. call anxiety. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing here. There's a certain generation that shouldn't be allowed smartphones, and I think we're yeah. we're at the, we're at we we are. I think we're at the border of that. Where the 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 cutoff point is people born in the eighties. People before that. I, I'm I'm questioning whether they should be on smartphones because some of the things. Let me just say that social media. It, there, there's two parts of social media. There because I'll I'll probably put I'll put my mum in the category of oversharing. Now my yeah. mum overshares in the sense that she sends me every flipping video that someone sends to her, whether yeah. whether it's of interest to me or not. She sends it to me anyway. So I, I each month I have to delete like 150 videos of yeah. random things. So there's that. And it, again, that gets you to the point where you don't even, I don't even look at certain messages because I just think it's a video. And then you miss the important things. So say something. Yeah. Then you start missing the important messages. That's how you miss the important messages that something has happened to someone because you think it's yeah. another cat video or something stupid. So, um, but yeah, that was that was going to be my point. I think Irish boy had what much more serious stuff that he raised, and I think we need to touch on that. The the, the yeah. phone call anxiety thing. Go go. What, yeah, hundred percent. I think just even before I touch on that, I think what you just said there kind of ties in with it. In this, it ties in with some of the points that Irish boy made. In that. 
you know, when you are flooded on social media, particularly like on WhatsApp, like with so many different um, videos and stuff like that, you can become kind of numb, like numb when it comes down to communicating and yeah. it can cause you to just kind of like shut off. Yeah. Yeah. And it can actually, you know, incite like a, a frustration. Some people get angry. Some people just get really ag agitated and stuff like that. And it can cause them to withdraw. Yeah. So when yeah. you're saying things like it causes us to actually miss vital information and stuff like that, you know, for example, if someone's died or someone's lost their job or they've been admitted into hospital um, for emergency or whatever the case may be, and you kind of missed it because you've now become numb to in in some respects um and that's because social media is so saturated with um just with so much stuff out there and i think you know what might be funny or informative to another may not be funny or informative to you and that's right. what causes me to get frustrated and i i for me i you know i've got some friends who whatsapp me you know, and I'm exposing myself now. If so, you know, when they do this and they're going to be like, oh, that's why you don't respond. <laughs> but I've got some, I've got some friends that what that WhatsApp me and I'm like, babes, do you know how old that post or that meme is or that video that you've sent me? It's like three, four years old, like, and you're just sending it to me now. And I can't even, if you catch me on a, on a day where I'm really busy or if I'm feeling a bit short tempered that day, cause I'm not always feeling altogether lovely every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just won't even respond to your message. You know, if you catch me on a good day, I might just say LOL. But really and truly, I don't find your post funny. I don't find it informative. <laughs> and to be honest with you, what aggravates me is that I never asked you to send me that information. And I, I personally feel as well that WhatsApp isn't a platform where, you know, you, you just forward to each other videos and, you know, memes and... um you know um scaremongery about what's going on around the world or whatever that is that may and mo most of the time typically is not based on facts you know it's based on conspiracy theories and, and let me not even get started on that but um yeah. you know you're forwarding stuff around and there's not even a hi or a good morning or a hey how are you and i and i use for me, I use WhatsApp to converse. I use WhatsApp Thank to, you. you know, to Thank speak you. to my friends and family and to ask them how they are. The and, art of um, conversation is dead. That's, that's exactly. So what Irish boy is saying when, you know, people don't, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, people don't know, you know, how to, they're socially inept. They don't know how to converse and and relate to others because we now live in this culture of okay i'm just going to forward you this video and we're and and or this or this picture and then you, when you respond you don't even respond in words you respond in emojis yeah do you know what i mean yeah. so there's no there's no there's this culture of i don't have to communicate i don't have to use words and then you know in, in the field that i work in there's a lot of my young people that struggle you know they are indigenous children you know they were born here i'm not talking about the kids that have had to flee you know their home country countries or whatever yeah they're seeking asylum and they've had to come over here to learn english you know I'm talking about the indigenous children that are born here and they struggle to converse in English. You use particular words with them and they're like, miss, what does that mean? 
And I'm like, yeah. are you for real? And then you're speaking, and I'm t- I'm not just talking about school kids. I'm talking about 25 year olds, David. I'm talking about 26 yeah. year olds, and I'm using certain words, and they're like, what? Why are you using such big words? And I'm like, excuse me, this is just the language of the land that we live in. I don't know why you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I you know remember what I'm college. I remember at college. I was I was told that I I I'm too posh. And yes, I was, like, I was the posh one. Yeah, I was like. I'm posh because I speak properly. I'm I'm posh because I make an effort to understand the language of the nation that we live in. I, Precisely. I'm posh, I'm posh because I like to hold a proper conversation with you. And don't get me wrong, I know when to switch into slang and when and when to switch into yeah. proper constructed grammatical sentences. It's common sense. It's if I'm in a professional environment, I'm not going to be speaking with slang and, and, and doing that because that's the fastest way to, to, to get in my P45 slid across my desk. Exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But um, I found that a lot of people did not understand that. And, and, you know, just, I guess, proving a point of, again, maybe exposing our age and, and stuff. But... I can count the number of, I, you know, there are, I put my friendships into categories now. There are the people that I speak to on the phone because mm-hmm. the people that I genuinely dial, I pick up the phone and dial your number. You are someone that's real to me because I want to have real conversation with you. Therefore, Precisely. I want to have a real relationship with you. Yeah. If you are someone that own, I, then you have the category where I have conversations on WhatsApp and, but, they're still conversations. Um, yeah. It's not just a bunch of emojis. Then you have the social media bunch that just send me pictures and send me stuff. And I respond with, a, like you said, an LOL, if they're lucky. Yeah. And, and I tell certain people, don't send me stuff because you keep sending me stuff and I will block you. Because yeah. I don't have the bandwidth to be dealing with your cat emojis or cat pictures or, and, and trying to decipher what you mean because you've only sent me, you sent me a sentence that contained 50 emojis and emojis. only one or two real, world, real words. Yeah. Doesn't make no damn sense. Uh, Irish boy. See, it's mad too, whenever you think about it. Like, you know, we're on social media for free. Right, we think it's free, but our time is what is valuable to them. Yeah, um, and it, it's constantly the algorithms working for like to grab our attention. Um, so it works on like a win loss kind of. Um, my wording's failing me here, but you know what I'm trying to say. So you're scrolling down, you're like, I don't like that, I don't like that. Oh Jesus, what's that? Oh, that's class. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, happy days. New cinema's opening soon. Oh, great. Scroll. Oh, that shit. Don't like that car. Don't like that song. Oh, he's got a new single out. Brilliant. So you're constantly yeah. trying. I feel like I'm preaching to the converted here already. But you're constantly trying to find a high on these apps, and this is exactly mm-hmm. what they're designed to do. It's just like a slot machine. Um, you know, you're flicking, you're flicking and trying to get a win. Um, and that's our time. The advertisers are making an absolute fortune um, because every like fourth, third or fourth post is. And also, I'm sure you've seen this, as has absolutely everyone. But you're at a concert, the artist is right in front of you, and you're watching that person through your phone screen instead of with your own two eyes. You may as well be live streaming it from so your bedroom. Screen. 
Why yeah. did you queue? Why did you pay for that ticket when you're literally watching the entire thing through your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Irish boy is, is dropping dropping those nuggets tonight. I know. I know. Yeah. And I think just to touch on what he said about the phone anxiety, I actually know people that are like that. Like you can you can see them online on WhatsApp and you call them and they don't pick up. Yeah. And I think working in the field that I work in, you know, there's always unfortunately, there's always a new kind of mental health um, issue. Um that has developed or a new kind of self-medication type, um, um, I guess, functionality as it is, um, as, as it were, that, ha it, you know, that's a, a new, a new, a new trend as it were. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that we learn in terms around mental health, um, is the whole phone anxiety. And, you know, I, th I think the main two reasons are that, people have got so and this is not just young people this is adults as well they've got so used to they're so accustomed to communicating virtually um and they're okay with sending voice notes you know but that's at a push um but they you know they're so accustomed to it that their brain is so used to actually communicating um on a virtual level and you got to remember that even when you are sending voice notes you're not actually engaging in you know one-on-one -on -one dialogue so you're sending the voice note and that person that you're sending it to may well you know respond to you all hours later or even a couple of days later yeah. if you're like me <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> and so there's that absence of connection and yeah. so the so when when connection when you are faced with having to connect with someone it peaks anxiety because what what and you know when i speak to some of my young people and some of the young adults and these people that are over the age of like 23 24 when i speak to them what they say is that you know it's that whole thing of oh my gosh i've got to talk and it means that you know i've got to kind of speak to someone and I don't really like speaking but I'm like okay but you're speaking but in writing and you're yeah. speaking in emojis and they're like no 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 it's different and what you find is that you know social media the cons to social media is that it develops mental illness it develops depression and so what happens is is that and it also isolates you as well because you can be connected but not connected so you can yep. be connected with the outside world you can be connected with your family you can be connected with your friends and they can go up you can go a whole year and not see anyone that you've connected with quote unquote connected with so when yeah. you have to pick up the phone to call them or if you have to pick up the phone to call your doctor to to book an appointment because you've come out of the habit of doing what really and truly is should be normal for human beings because we are we were created to interact we were created yeah. to connect with other humans but because you've now cut yourself off from that which is natural your brain has now got accustomed to an unnatural way of connecting and then that then peaks 
what is what they call phone anxiety. It's really, con for me, I feel like, for want of a better word, I would call it connection anxiety because it's not a real connection. You're not really connected with that person. You can't see them if you're, if you're not, you know, face to face with them, if you don't meet up, if you, you know, and also as well, you can be on the phone and you can really connect with someone, although you cannot see their face. You know, we've been doing it for years before the smartphone even came into play. And, you know, if you're an yeah. ease baby, you know, we had the telephone. So we had the house phone. So we would, you know, I used to be on the phone to my girlfriends for hours on end, you know, on, on the house phone. And but yeah. we would connect. Do you understand what I'm saying? There would be laughter. There would be tears. There would be anger. And you could really connect with that emotion. But if you have disconnected yourself and you've actually, through social media as well, you actually train your brain. Your brain is then trained to communicate in a new way, but it's an abnormal way because it's in a way that your body, as a human being, your brain is not formed to actually function. And that's what then, I guess, feeds into the branches as it were the byproduct is mental illness and anxieties and so on and so forth yeah so yeah, yeah we we oh, need to go, go back sorry. to yeah we need to go back to real conversation no for real for real i think it's i think people think that social media is connecting connection on your connections on your terms that's that's yeah. the impression that they have but like you said, it actually is actually robbing you of real connections because yeah, you know, get getting in touch with someone three days after they sent you a message is not a connection. That yeah, what was being said in the moment is gone. Exactly. You know, when you can pick up the phone and actually just say what you want to say. Precisely. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to hear someone crying over the crying on voice note. Call me. Yeah, if you're if you're crying, I want to speak to you and understand why you're crying. Precisely. You process and work through whatever those emotions are together. So precisely. And then what is concerning is when the person is crying in the voice note, and then you pick up the phone to call them, and they don't answer. But then they message you to say, "Oh, I'm not up to speaking." I'm just <laughs> like. You're not up to speaking because you've lost the the art or you've lost the yeah, you've lost the art, you've lost the the, the the real you've lost the true essence of true connection, human connection. You've lost it. Yeah. This is very, very sad, you know. Right, I cheers for listening to what I had to oh, say. Sorry, I appreciate sorry. it. Probably one of the last things I'm gonna say and done here. Um something that's directly impacted me recently. I found see the way on social media, obviously every single post has words, it has something to say, whether you're interested or not. Um you're not gonna sit there and read absolutely everything. Now I don't know how this is gonna impact the younger generation because I actually one hundred percent see that it's impacted me. Um you start to read a post, um and within like one or two, three, four words, you're like, Oh, I'm not really interested in that scroll. Right, so you're mm -hmm. and you're on the next post. You're not interested. You've read maybe a line out of a paragraph. I've honestly found that social media has impacted my attention span to be able to commit to read something because yeah. information is that fast on these apps. Whenever you try and then read something, my brain is sitting there automatically going, "Scroll on, scroll on." You don't really give yeah. a shit about this, which is why I've literally bought about five books the other week to sit down and commit, so I don't just read in social media. 
Or I would scan over something, um, you know, pick out a couple of words from a paragraph, kind of get the general gist of what it's saying without actually reading it all. Um, and as I say, it, it literally has become a concern for me. Like most times I'm scrolling down, I'm going, I didn't even read that. I didn't even read that either. But I know what it's about. I didn't even look at that either. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, like this is literally frying my brain. Um, but as I say, I bought those books, sat down, read them without advertising, coming up every second page. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm improving again, but it's so damaging. Like, think about like a, a nine year old, eight year old, not even eight year old, like a, a, a two month old seems to be getting a screen put in front of them these days. So, um, it's it's gonna be mad. The impacts down the line is gonna be crazy. Yeah. No, that's that's wow, wow. I'm, is there I'm, another I'm, message there? I think there's another message there as well. Yeah. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're having a great day. Um, I do kind of feel like stereo is a step in the right direction uh, when it comes to rebuilding social skills and conversation um it's certainly helping with like listening skills because you kind of have to listen to what the other person's saying when you're running a show like you guys are right now so i do think there's hope for all this and i think the the fact that this conversation is happening and the fact that the conversation that tech is bad um i think there is a light at the end of the tunnel but it's just it's a little bit of a shame that a lot of people kind of don't care you know they don't mind that they're being spied on and they don't see a problem of having a device that steals their attention 24 7 a lot of people actually do not see the problem but um at least there's like a small pocket of people that do so yeah i'm just saying there's light at the end of the tunnel and i think this app actually does help rebuild communication skills oh yeah shout out to philip i like that comment yeah i love that philip that's yeah really valid point so i 100 agree yeah, let's get... Oh, we've got one more from Philip. I just want to really quickly respond to Irish Boy on the uh, getting an ad every two second thing. If you want to stop getting ads, you've got to stop using Facebook products. So I'd recommend switching to Signal instead of WhatsApp, and I'd recommend using DuckDuckGo instead of uh, Google. I, I just get rid of Facebook altogether, and a lot of people these days are, are doing what's called de-Googling their phone, and you can actually buy de-Googled phones already. Um, a lot of people are getting away from this shit because a lot of people are aware of it. Um, a phone is a tool don't worry man your, your focus isn't fried or you wouldn't be on this app in the first place so I don't think you're a lost cause nice love that yeah definitely like that um, but yeah it's true um, it's funny because I switched I installed Signal um, a few week, uh, a few months back and I was planning to, to start switching um, just because of the same things uh, it's annoying. It's annoying because um, my business is digital marketing to a certain extent. Um, yeah, customer segmentation, analytics. It's my bread and butter. It's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. So I know how it can be used for evil, and I say that honestly that it can be used for evil. It can also be used for good. Um, it depends on what people choose to promote, what sort of products they choose to promote. Yeah. Me personally, I would not push or promote or help market anything that I think is damaging to people's health. Um, yeah, 100%. It's the annoying, fact, the annoying fact is for business, social media is where everyone is at. Social media is mm. where the customer base now resides. Uh, before it was you could before it was billboards there was a time when it was magazines everyone on the, yeah. on the tube had their nose in a magazine 
then yeah. um, then it, it went to um, remember the, the small media MP4 players. Everyone had MP4 players and all of those. Oh things. yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then when the smartphone, when Apple created the iPhone, this all started with the the first ever iPhone. If you remember that, yeah. when, when that got when that was created, this whole new world was opened, and then all the other companies jumped in and you know created their own versions of the technology and and he and philip is right there are two organizations um that control this and it's weird because although apple created the smartphone apple are one of the only um, well they've got ulterior motives anyway but apple are one of the companies that are pushing privacy at the forefront of what they do trying to help people yeah get their yeah i've noticed back. that yeah do I trust them 100%? Not really, because no. um, every corporation has an intention. That's why Apple have created their own credit card. That's why they're creating their own aut autonomous vehicle. Mm -hmm. That's why they've created their own fitness app, because they want to lock you into their ecosystem so that they yeah. are the only one providing you with everything. Um, so is that any better than what the others are doing they're harvesting you because you've already given them your information they're now harvesting it so that they can cross sell you and upsell you over and over and over again they're not really blocking yeah. other people for um your benefit they're blocking they're, they're pushing privacy for their own benefit um as well yeah. what i think but um yeah it's social media advertising all of this stuff it's all about short concentration spans it's yep. all about consumerism it's all about this the, the capitalist structure it's all about getting you to spend 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 it's about sapping away your most valuable asset your time um and the ultimate result of that is diminished mental health we can't get away from that it is diminished mental health when you find um yeah. i found for me that I think the only thing that I that I probably spend a lot of time on, I do spend a lot of time on stereo because I like to talk. Um, that's why I podcast. Yeah. Um, I enjoy conversation. I find I spend I spend some time on YouTube because again, I'm either watching something about something that's of interest to in me and trying to learn about yeah. something rather than watching random weird videos. That's not that doesn't work for me. And again, that might be a generational yeah. thing. But um, yeah, the apps that I find I spend my time on are the ones that I believe I feel add value to me in a certain way. I can I think I can only spend ten to fifteen minutes max on on Instagram, and then mm. I, wanna, I would I just close the app. Yeah, because it just doesn't it it doesn't register with me. I'm, I'm not interested yeah. in in being bombarded with image after image after image. Just not yeah. interested in it. So it kind of, I think because our brains developed a different way when we were younger, because we didn't have mm. this endless amount of stimuli in, in our lives. Yeah. We, it's easier for us to break out of it. That's, 100%. That's yeah. I, and I think also as well, because of, you know, um, what stimulated us, um, as children and as teenagers, um, I think that was, I think that's kind of like the bedrock for 
you know, our interests and what piques our interests. Um, and so I guess for us, it's different in that when we are on social media, um, you know, our attention span and I guess the things that we pay attention to is very short lived because it doesn't feed into, you know, um, true stimulation, if I'm honest with you. It doesn't stimulate us in the same way that, you know, reading a book. Like for me, I'm a bookworm and I feel yeah. like, I've, you know, similar to Irish Boy, you know, the, kudos to him for buying um, five books last week because me, I love to read, but I found that getting caught up in social media and stuff like that has really kind of detracted from that. And I yeah. was the kind of person that would read, you know, I could read sometimes two books in a week or two books in a month, dependent, um, you know, on my schedule and, and what I was committed to at the time and stuff. But, you know, now it's a case of I'm lucky if I read a book a month or a yeah. book, you know, a quarter. And so, you know, very similar to Irish Boy, for me, it's all about, making sure that I get back to those things. And I think also as well, you know, reading really improves your vocabulary. It does. Um, and it helps you to, you know, not get stuck in the, the, the trend of just constantly speaking in slang. And I think that's where a lot of the young people um, will, will struggle because if their head is constantly on social media, you know, on TikTok, where, you know, you've got these self-acclaimed influencers and, you know, people that are, you know, you know, um, maybe speaking in slang or using, you know, modern day colloquialisms and things like that, then their, their, their um, vocabulary, their vernacular is going to be very much limited. Whereas when you're yes. reading a book and stuff like that, it's expanded. You can explore the English language and use different words, you know? So yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Uh, Those I, are my I thoughts. Wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder how many authors we're gonna, that we're gonna have left in the future. Mm. What, what's gonna happen to, yeah. to, to, you know, to the art of writing because People live live and die by 140 characters now. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And, you know, it's not even writing a message in with full words. It's text language, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's see what Philip You know, says. and... Yeah. See, the thing is, in 2007, when Steve Jobs unveiled that first iPhone, the iPhone 3, Steve Jobs was talking about an iPod that can make calls. And Apple's vision in the first place was basically you had a portable music player that you could send emails on and make calls on. And that right there is where it should have ended. That should be what a smartphone is. It should just be those few things, right? Facebook is the villain in the whole situation. They're the ones that have come along and monopolized everything. And when you say social media or people just say social media, they basically mean one company. And that company is Facebook could be twitter yeah. too but facebook's the one that's really problematic so this is the problem and also when you say when you say making the switch to signal is difficult because everything's on facebook owned products who owns your businessman is it you or does mark zuckerberg own it we've all been very complacent in letting this happen and this is this is the dark side of letting it continue to happen and too many people are being complacent yeah applause for that you know applause for that yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely is right. He's right. The the worst offenders um, when it comes to social media are fa all Facebook owned. If you think yeah. about it, WhatsApp, Instagram, 
yeah. and Facebook itself as a platform. Those are your three worst offenders. And it's it's a damn shame. Um, mm. I like I like the new social media platforms like Clubhouse and Stereo because it's yes. about it's about conversation. Yeah. And I hope that I hope that it will change. I, I hope it will move people back towards engaging and learning to have proper dialogue. Yeah. I I believe it will. I think that you know, I mean, you can't save everyone, as it were, and I, and I use that term very loosely, but there's going to come a time, and I think we're almost, I think we're already there, in that people are going to become rather, um, yeah, just frustrated with the way that social media is the direction in which social media is heading and it's already where we're, we're, I guess the juncture with that we're already at as well. And it is very refreshing to have um, platforms like Clubhouse and um, Stereo because it opens up, um, you know, it, it opens up the invitation for dialogue and real connection. Um, whereas, you know, the, the social media as we know it now, you know, is very much, you know, it's very isolating. Um, I think it's it's also crippling in 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 some respects. Yeah. I think yeah. I think on a on a social level, as much you know, ironically, it's called social media, but socially, it's crippling. Yeah, because you've got you've got a, a, a you know a set of people who are who do not have social skills because of social media. And and that's really sad, you know. Past saying hello and goodbye, they're not able to engage in real, true conversations. And I think also what is what is quite concerning as well is that, you know, social media. For me, I think just going back on to what we was talking about at the beginning when we speak about, you know, people that um, are insecure and so on and so forth, and 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 who I guess who Instagram in some ways kind of targets in a way, um, you know, are the people that will overuse it and overshare and, you know, the people that will look for posts and content that to some degree actually lack substance, full stop period. They, um, I find that for me, you find that they are unable, because they are unable to interact with others, I think it's really difficult for them, you know, and I guess I'm speaking from a more of a professional standpoint. It's really difficult um, for us as professionals, you know, and those of us who work in the education field as well, to actually prepare young people for things like interviews and, and things like life skills and things like that, because they don't have, they haven't, they've been robbed of the, the opportunity to be able to cultivate and develop those skills naturally. And so I think it also can feed into, you know, unemployment. Um, and I think whilst there's a great, there is a great um, drive or there's a, yeah, there is a drive. I will use the word drive for people to become entrepreneurs and, and have their own businesses and stuff like that. But we also, I think, you know, if you haven't learned the basics of social, in, like real face-to-face -face social interaction, because you're, um, 
social skills have been eroded through social media, you then run the risk of not being able to communicate with your customers and, you know, your service users. So it's kind of like a catch-22, you know? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, and because there is this fallacy out there that um, you can build a completely 100% digital business and people, what people hear when they, when, um, what people believe when they hear that is that they never, they will never have to interact with a real person. They will never have yeah. to have a conversation with a real person. You get people telling them that they can do all their business via email. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. It depends. But if I'm giving, if I'm handing over a thousand pounds a month as a retainer or 2000 pounds or 10,000 pounds as a retainer, you better be damn sure that I'm, t- I'm talking to the person on the phone and I'm meeting the yeah. person face to face. Um, I'm not just exactly. handing, handing over large amounts of cash to some unknown entity that wants to only yep. um, talk to me by email. Uh, I believe that was that was a that <laughs> those were that used to happen in the nineties where someone from, exactly. from um, Nigeria or Ghana or or India would tell you they've inherited some money and <laughs> they needed you to to put it through your bank account. That that's that's what that makes me think of. So, yeah, yeah. You know, come on. It's, people need to get real and realize that no matter what you do in this world, there is a level of conversation. There are skills that you need mm. to have the, the ability to present information. And presenting information requires you to be able to um, communicate, conversate. Precisely. Um, yeah. You know, people are going to ask you about the content of your, of your presentation. Are you not going to be able to hold it? Are you, what are you going to do? Go into your shell and then um, basically blow the whole thing because you don't know mm. how to engage. You're going to lose eye contact with a potential customer because you're scared to engage with them because you've been conditioned by social social media that everything happens via avatars. Yeah. That's, that's where we're heading. Yeah. That's where we're heading. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is what I think is going to happen, right? You know how when we grew up, there were radios, right? It was just there, but we weren't obsessed with radios, right? You weren't fiddling with a knob on the radio like 24 hours a day. I feel like the same thing's going to happen with like kids coming up now and Gen Z where like smartphones were just there and social media was just there. So I think they're just going to grow up and bypass it. I think it was millennials that were kind of hijacked by all this shit we were just hijacked by Facebook, hijacked by like computers, like suddenly getting great, hijacked by smartphones. And it kind of like took us by surprise. And now it's like a little too late and we're having this conversation, you know? But I think with Gen Z, I think phone addiction might be, uh, phone addiction and social media addiction might actually not be as big a deal because it was just there the whole time, you know? And there's, there's nothing exciting anymore about it. I pray it is. Yeah. I pray it is because... You know, having having a two year old, I, I I guess she's gonna fall into is she Gen Z, but um, I pray that she's gonna be in that generation that they're not addicted to social media yeah. or all of these things because you miss out on so much. You miss out on mm-hmm. so many, so much engagement and the real world. And Lord knows, the last, the first, well, not the first year. But the second year of her whole life was spent trapped indoors because of a pandemic. In lockdown, yeah. 
she also she hasn't even really had the social experiences that her siblings have had. Um, it's it's weird. We are, we the world as we know it is already weird enough as it is, and um, yes, that's where I guess there's been the benefit of technology and being able to do Zoom calls and video calls with people. But again, yeah. that is the art of conversation. I didn't spend yeah. a year on my phone um, sending people sending pic- pictures to people on Instagram and commenting, hey, look at me. Um, you know, the people that, that mattered, I've picked up the phone and called them. I had a video call with them. Um, part of the, the, the great thing about doing podcasts and, and having this is, is I get to have social interaction, especially yeah. on stereo. I get to have social interaction with people from around the world that I don't even know. And that is great because I yeah. love to meet new people. So I pray that this new generation um, do exactly what Philip said and they bypass smartphones and all of that. And it's just something that's there. Um, I'm certainly encouraging it w- with our children. I'm trying to get them away from their phones as much as yeah. possible. Trying to get them to, you know, I keep reminding them, your time is your most valuable asset use it wisely invest in invest in yourself with your time don't yeah. just become a phone zombie and you know just trapped in your phone trapped trapped on your bed just looking at your phone constantly because yeah. guess what the same thing that was on your feed is going to be there tomorrow precisely yeah definitely yeah and i i think you know as i, I guess you know as I think we've kind of like just said it all really, haven't we? (laughs) I think, you know, as we're drawing to a close and stuff, I just think that, you know, when it comes down to social media, it's really about ensuring that you are in the right headspace to use it. And that's definitely one key, I guess, if we're giving out tips, (laughs) that's one key tip or rule that I would definitely say is up there in the top maybe top three or top five that you have to make sure that you are in the right frame of mind um to use social media because it opens up a plethora of 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 issues or struggles um insecurities you know i don't think you know we haven't really touched on it tonight but it you know it can it opens up that whole realm of comparison and you can yeah. sit down there and compare yourself to other people but then it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning you know are you comparing yourself to a facade and you know are you comparing your real life to the facade um you know of um that someone else is portraying and yeah. you know we have to really be careful when using social media if you're going on there what is the sole purpose of you going on there are you going on there for inspiration are you going on there to inspire are you going on there you know to um you know just to look at other people's lives and um get some kind of validation or yeah. um inspiration on how to kind of live your life and even with that it can rob you from really exploring um what it is to live your life authentically because no one's life is the same even if you are an identical twin 
And so we have to be very careful that, you know, when we are going on social media, we understand that we are viewing a fragment, like a fraction of a stranger's life. And that's it. They're going to show you the best bits. And some people who are very real and so on and so forth, they will show you when they're having their, you know, their down moments and so on and so forth. But, you know, you have to make sure that when you are using social media, ask yourself, what headspace am I in? Am I in the headspace to go on social media today? And if the if, and if there's an if there's any ounce of uncertainty, then put your phone down. Yeah. And 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 don't and don't log into your account today. Do not don't do not touch. Do not touch it at all because guaranteed it will make you feel worse. Yeah. And and there's yeah. nothing wrong. I think people need to um Judy Love is someone that practices this. Um she has times where she just has a social media detox. And it's yeah. good to plan a social media t- detox. Give yourself maybe once a quarter, a week where you're not going to go on social media. Yeah. And know that you're going to, you're in that week, you're going to do something else. You're going to read, a, well, you should try and read a book um, on a regular basis anyway. But um, exactly. Yeah. Do something else. Spend the time outdoors. Um, watch a movie with, with, with your family, engage in conversation. We're, Hey, we're finally going to be able to have people in our house, have a dinner party, see those people, see the important people in, in flesh and, um, engage with them, but make some challenges, have real engagement with people rather than being constantly bombarded with, um, facades on social media. Yeah, uh, let's let's jump into this last comment before before we close it off, and then uh, we'll just give some people some information about our various platforms. Yeah, cool. So I feel like I'm spamming you guys, but I just want to like chime in and agree with you on that point. Like the the whole point of the internet is to be able to speak to people you would have otherwise never have ever ever spoken to or ever met, and it breaks down all borders. Which is incredible, and I love that about this app. But I mean, what company was it that localized the internet and made your your only friends, your family, and people you knew? It was Facebook. <laughs> so it's like that horrible corporatized version of the internet. It's ruined everything, god damn it! But um, hopefully, like the internet might start actually being the internet again with apps like this. You know? <laughs> yeah, I fully agree with him. I do. So do I. And I love I love Philip's optimism as well. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's that's true. Because it's not all doom and gloom. It's not it's all doom not. and gloom. That's the whole point of living in, in a society of uh, creatives and entrepreneurs and people yeah. with vision. Um, the whole point of being an entrepreneur is, is spotting a problem and coming up with something to fix that problem. Correct. Someone the problem with the social media that we had today and created stereo um, and had the vision and created clubhouse. And hopefully we will continue to see more apps of this nature. Um, And hopefully these people won't sell out to, to Facebook (laughs) and and trap us all back in the, in the whole Facebook loop. But um, into the Facebook matrix. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, but I I agree with you. Philip's um, optimism is infectious. And I hope that there are more, we we come across more people like Philip and Irish boy who have such 
good outlooks on social on on you know surviving social media and and just this technology technological world we live in now yeah yeah definitely i love it i love it thank you so much guys for your um your contributions yes we appreciate it yeah um, definitely so i i host regularly on a wednesday at 8 p.m i've got another show tomorrow um evening um the daily perspective will be back on here tomorrow we are talking about gender roles in relationships um so predominantly i do talk a lot more about relationships and stuff um but um as mental health and social media play such a part in in relationships and that this is why this conversation was a really good one and really important one to have because it does sort of play into my typical area of conversation but yeah i'm regularly on on stereo every wednesday at 8 p.m so if you want to tune in please do um follow myself follow fearlessly free and um i'm gonna let i'm gonna let her tell you about her stuff yeah so um i'm fearlessly free um my name is um selena as as i've said throughout this podcast but yeah so my platform is um fearlessly free official on the blessed instagram platform (laughs) (laughs) um a Facebook platform. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's Fearlessly Free Official. I actually host a podcast called The Fearlessly Free Podcast. And it was basically birthed out of spiritual abuse and abuse that I experienced in church. And I actually wanted to kind of speak about it because it's not really something that people kind of speak about. You kind of often hear people talk about um you know all different types of abuse but you don't really hear them speak about church abuse and I guess when I started the platform I didn't realize how much of a need there was for you know discussions around this topic because there were a lot of people that have been wounded by the church um and so I kind of unpack my first episode I kind of unpack um the different types of abuse which stem you know range from financial abuse to you know um misusing the bible to kind of you know um I guess bible bash and cause you know condemn people and make them feel as though they're not loved um, and all of the above. So, yeah, so that's what my platform is about. I'm now just about to start recording season two, which is life after trauma and how um, what it is to actually rebuild your life after traumatic experiences, not just church, um, but just traumatic, just trauma in general. Um, so, yeah, I'll be speaking about various different traumatic um experiences and 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 having guests on and kind of speaking about you know how we actually overcome and become um the better versions of ourselves and healthy functioning adults because that's really the goal really you know so that's me um i have actually taken a hiatus um because i just find it all sometimes it's just a lot <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know being on social media and the posting and the making the post and you know you've got to make sure that you know that you're in this algorithm and you're posting this at that time and you know and it's just a lot and you know if i'm if you know 
like I've said throughout this tonight's podcast, I keep it real. And I'm in the middle of a pandemic, just like everybody else. And I haven't really felt the motivation to create anything. So I haven't. And that's that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but yeah, definitely I'm going to just literally in the next couple of weeks starting to um, create content for the next season. So look out for that, guys. That's the Fearlessly Free podcast and it's available on all platforms. Yeah. See, you, you make me feel bad because I didn't really talk about about my my podcast properly because obviously... Oh, don't feel bad. So Daily Perspective is available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Um and it's published every Thursday at 9am. I do have a second podcast, which similar to Selena's started off with talking about my personal experiences with and more about purpose and um, understanding your purpose. Um, and it came, it started off on a spiritual angle, but season two, it, that was initially with a therapist, Dr. Terence Johnson, um, but season two is going to be me by myself and we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, um, oh. building a business, the challenges of balance, work-life balance, um, and trying to remain ethical, honest, have integrity and do all the things that people don't really associate with, with business <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, but those are my core values in life and, and, it does present challenges when you're trying to grow a business because sometimes people want you to do things that aren't uh, that, that you don't agree with. So yeah. um, that's what Imperfectly Human is going to be talking about. But you can catch up with season one on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, all the major platforms. It's out there. Uh, but season two will be starting in June. And that is me. Wonderful. Great stuff. I can't wait to hear the new stuff, D. You t I can't wait for you to start the new season as well. So, And I appreciate you jumping on tonight and hosting with me. Um, it's I, been so I, much fun. Thank you for has. letting me rant. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rant for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. So Love it. Appreciate it. But, yeah, that's it, folks. We will catch you soon. Um, have a great evening. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, take care of yourselves and, you know, take care of your mental health. Peace. Peace. Good night. Good night. Yo, and there you have it. That was the episode we recorded last night, myself and Miss Fearlessly Free, Selena Paris. Now, folks, let me, let me tell you something. I give Selena props. Yeah, props, mad props, because throughout that whole thing, she was dropping knowledge, schooling people. You know, when someone knows their stuff, yeah, you can't question what they're saying because that they, they know their stuff in it. That's <laughs> just that's it. So, and the thing is, what I loved about. What I loved about how Selena dropped it was that it was not from a judgy place. It was from a from a heart of love, a heart that cares about people, cares about people's well-being, and she just wants to see people living free in so many different ways. And that's why I love what Selena's about. 
please check out her podcast because she's she's dropping knowledge constantly about freeing yourself and living life i mean season two of her podcast like she said is going to be about life after trauma so what was the takeaway from that for me personally i've always kind of exercised this one foot in one foot out with social media I kind of take breaks from social media just on the off chance. It's not like I schedule or plan to. It just happens. But I think that's just me. I'm someone that has a tendency to go all in for a little bit and then I will fall back. Something I can lose interest in something very, very quickly. And once I've lost interest, it's hard for me to, for my interest to be peaked again. So I don't struggle with cutting social media off for a little bit. But let me tell you something. When you do go on social media, it is so easy to get sucked into all the vanity of social media. Social media is a vanity platform. It's a whole bunch of people presenting... Don't get me wrong, there's some genuine people on there that are truly representing the life that they live. But remember, for a lot of these people, this is a hustle. They're promoting a brand, they're promoting their business. What you see might not be a reflection of reality. It is what they want you to see. It is a brand perspective, a brand perception. So always take what you see with a pinch of salt do not let it condition the way that you think about your own life do do not let it shape the way that you look at your life don't go measuring yourself up to these people and what you see on social media because some of it it just isn't true and even if it is true hey do something that my dad told me just before i got married he said run your own race don't watch what other people are doing do you go at go at life at your own pace go at your own speed because when you go at your own speed you're comfortable you're happy you don't you don't care about what anyone else is doing and i didn't understand it when i was 23 but at 42 i understand trust me i understand anyway people big up yourselves take care of yourselves Check us out. We'll be back another time.